0: To the team takeover service. We're excited to get started tonight. Uh, we thought I thought about maybe introducing some of our youth group games to you all tonight, uh, but we won't do that. We'll save it another time. A church-wide group of pterodactyl sounds really interesting, but if you know, wonder where that is. Uh, we'll try that again next time. We're excited uh, to be here tonight. We're excited really to share what God is teaching us as a youth group. It's exciting in this Vision Sunday as we look ahead to see how God is going to grow us, what God is going to do in our lives to really focus on the next generation, those that are, that are, that are growing up in the church, that are hearing the Word of God taught. And the goal really is that, is that one day they will be the next leaders, the next disciple-makers uh, being sent out, being, being used in a powerful way uh, for Christ. And I hope that is communicated uh, in our service tonight. We have a lot uh, that we're going to be doing tonight and uh, excited about all of it. We're going to sing a couple songs, and uh, we have a new song leader. We have uh, Pastor Paul 2.0, who's going to be uh, leading us in some songs. So I'm going to ask Tony to come on up here, uh, and we're going to be singing, first of all, Be Thou My Vision, and uh, thought that would be a fitting song for Vision Sunday, that our sights would be set on Christ, in Christ alone. So Tony, lead us in our first song together.
1: Why did I bring this up here?
2: Okay. be the
0: I told the sound room there wouldn't be any surprises yet, and I already made one. Um, I was supposed to give some announcements real quick, so I don't know if there's a way for us to go back in the slide deck there and get to the announcements. I'm a pro at this, obviously. <laughs> there's some announcements that we are supposed to go through tonight. I'll give them if we don't have the, the slides. That's totally fine. Um, there we go. Just as a reminder, uh, after the service tonight, we have a food fellowship, a favorite food fellowship, down in the fellowship Hall, and uh, encourage you to come down and be a part of that. Yeah, go ahead, please. go ahead and file in. And uh, don't forget, this Tuesday is our Faith Bible Institute class. Um, this uh, at 7 p.m. and uh, Pastor Caleb is going to be taking us through biblical hermeneutics for the next three weeks. I really encourage you to call and sign up for that class, and be really it would be a really instructive time for you. Pastor Caleb announced the Fraser Evangelistic Team coming at the beginning of February. He's going to be with us Sunday through. Thursday uh, with special meetings each evening, and I want to highlight specifically the teen aspect of that. Uh, Their teen uh, does teen outreaches all the time, and we're excited to actually have them come in and run something called Cola Wars. That's on Thursday. The the, the meetings for everyone go Sunday through Wednesday evening, and then Thursday there's something specifically for the teens. Um, It's a gospel outreach, they'll have camp style games and pizza and all that and uh, opportunity actually for us as a youth group to partner with them in outreach a good opportunity to invite your friends or classmates or neighbors to come to that because the gospel will be clearly preached there will be even some opportunity for our teens this is a news for you guys um early that week to actually go out and invite some people Yeah, get out of our comfort zone a little bit and pass out some invitations. And uh, that'll be a really exciting time. There's also a pre-service you see there on the screen. Um, Every evening before the main uh, meeting, there's a pre-service for kids. There's a pre-service for teens, and there's a pre-service for adults. So if you're able to come early before the main meeting time, uh, there's something for everybody then as well. So we're looking forward to that. Put that on your calendars, and uh, we're, looking, we're excited to, to see what God does through that. As Pastor Caleb mentioned, there is a, a baptismal candidate meeting next Sunday morning at 930 in Pastor Caleb's office. Um, if baptism is something that you, as a as a believer in Christ, haven't, haven't taken that step in, and it's something that you've been thinking about or wrestling with or maybe just have questions about, uh, I, we encourage you to come to that meeting next Sunday morning and, uh, and be a part of that to, to learn more and, and, and take that next step in your spiritual walk. Those are the announcements that I forgot. And uh, so we can go back to where we were at the beginning, and we're going to have our memory verses uh, led by... Mr. Durfee here, so he's going to come up, lead us in our memory verses, and then after that, we're going to have our teen choir sing, O Lord, My Rock, and My Redeemer.
3: Tonight, we're going to be starting our new memory verses from Ephesians 3, verse 8. Unto me, who am less than the least of all saints, is this grace given, that I should reach among the Gentiles. The unsearchable riches of us, the Christians created. <laughs>
0: We're excited. One thing that we really are excited about sharing with you tonight is something that we're planning for this coming summer. Um, One thing that we have done each year for the past two years is we've been taking our teens up to the wilds of North Carolina uh, to to, uh, summer camp. And uh, that's been a really great experience for us. It's a new experience for us, uh, going to a big camp with uh, with a lot of teens and, and a lot of things to do. And that served a very specific purpose. But this specific year, we want to focus on, 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 a, on something different. Our mission as a youth group that we kind of created for ourselves a couple of years ago is this, that our mission is to serve, is to disciple teens to grow in unity, faith, service, and outreach for the strength of our church and for the glory of of God. And one emphasis that we have for us in the year 2023 is that word outreach. Uh, that's one of the reasons why we're excited about the, the Fraser team in, in February, the opportunity to, to reach out and to, and to share the gospel with those who are lost. Um, but because of that focus, we, we shifted some attention for this summer from a summer camp to a ministry trip. And uh, how many of you a couple years ago remember when we had the youth group from Indianapolis come down and help run uh, a VBS for us? Do you remember that? Well, we're actually going to be doing that exact same thing with our group in Washington Courthouse, Ohio right now it 's not just because i 'm from Ohio and it 's the Promised Land and all that stuff no there 's a very specific reason for that uh, location i 'm going to share that with you we 're really excited about this it 's going to be located at Fayette Bible Church. Uh, the senior pastor there is a good friend of mine who's been serving there just for a little bit. He, he actually grew up at that church as a child, uh, went to school, and I was actually roommates with him my freshman year, and we, we got to know each other really well. And then just recently, he got called back to his home church as their senior pastor. Um, and uh, we 're excited to actually go up there as a youth group and run a VBS for them they 're a small church, a small country church in the middle of farmland and uh, um, we 're going to be doing a whole bunch of things from uh, teens will have the opportunity to teach VBS lessons, help with games, snacks, childcare, skits, crafts and, and you know that there 's so much that goes into a vbs um, they 'll be involved in all of that and The exciting thing is what we 're going to be doing actually is is the month before June. We're going to be doing a VBS here at Faith Baptist Church of Palm Bay, and that's what that's going to do is going to provide our teens with the opportunity to to kind of. Um get things rolling and get some experience in that and then we're basically going to export our vbs up to ohio and run that for them uh the following uh following month so i want to let you know about what we're going to be doing where we're going to be going and uh, so that you can be praying about that we're really excited about this for our teens and um uh, and we want you to be partnering with us in prayer as i mentioned we're going to be going to fayette bible church in washington courthouse ohio that's maybe that's the courthouse that the city was named after. I'm not sure. Um, you know, it's Ohio. There's not much going on. But when you have a cool courthouse, you name your city after it. Um, you know, it's farmland. There's state fairs. Uh, I'm from the Midwest. So this, this reminds me of my growing up years as well. Uh, we're going to be located at we're going to be serving at Fayette Bible Church there. Uh, Michael Kahn is the senior pastor. And uh, let me just answer the question. Why here? Why are we going here? Uh, there's a really great opportunity for us here to actually help kick-start children's ministry for their church. Uh, Fayette Bible Church has a, has a Christian school attached to it, but as I was talking with their pastor, um, they, have a, 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 they have a sizable student body, but a lot, if not most, of their students are unchurched. And, and they're right there, actually connected to their church building. And, and, and because they're a smaller church, I think they run about 85 on a Sunday morning, Um, it's it's tough to run a a full children's program for a church that size. And so we're actually praying that that what we're going to be doing this summer is going to help kickstart something for them that will really further the gospel in their church for for months and years to come. As I mentioned, there's unchurched students at their Christian school. So really, the reason why this is a prime location to to run a VBS is there's a a pool of, of, of unreached students right there. Um, that we can invite in addition to, to reaching out in the community and inviting uh, students to, to join us for the VBS. Um, and also, it's just an encouragement for a new senior pastor as he serves his church. Um, and we're praying that we can be that encouragement uh, to them. Why are we doing this? Why is this important? Well, first of all, our, our number one focus is to encourage the people of God uh, there at Fayette Bible Church to be a blessing to them and to spread the gospel to the lost. Our our teens are going to have the opportunity to share the gospel. And focus number two is to give the teens experience of the joy of serving others selflessly, uh, to to help teens grow in their ability to share the gospel boldly. And there's going to be a lot going into this. We have. We have an application that they have to fill out to go on the trip. They actually have some requirements that they have to do prior to the trip um, in order to go on the trip. So we're taking this seriously. We don't see this as just a replacement for summer camp. We're not telling our teens, hey, if you want to have a good time and go on a trip, Jump on and come with us. Uh, that's not why we're doing it. Our focus is: we want our teens to be invested in service, and we want this—want our teens to to experience um, serving someone, people that they've never met before, a totally different environment, uh, you know, even new new part of the of the country, and everything that goes along with that, um, so that they can see the joy of serving Christ. Uh, so we're really excited about. About this opportunity, this is going to be in July, July 20th through the 28th, and uh, we're already, you know, well into the planning. There's a lot of details to work out, so be praying for that. Um, there's, a, in addition to your prayers, how you can participate, similar to summer camp. If you remember last year, we had a couple of uh, things that you could do if you wanted to help give uh, to the ministry or to summer camp. Uh, you could just donate directly if you wanted to, and then we also had some opportunities for teens to do jobs for you if you wanted them to weed your yard or mow your grass or uh, some kids did some power washing last year or babysitting or whatever whatever, whatever the case may be um, you 'll have an opportunity to actually hire some teens and pay them to help pay their way uh, to to this ministry trip so if, if you 'd like to give to this the, the ministry uh, the fund is called teen Ministry Trip Donations. And you can actually give to help support uh, teens on their way. And also you can hire them for a job to help pay their way. And and there'll be more announcements like that uh, in the weeks to come. Uh, But most importantly, be praying for our teens. Uh, Pray that we would be a blessing. Uh, Sometimes mission trips or ministry trips uh, can end up being a burden on the person you're going to more than a blessing. Um, if you don't have the right mindset. We don't want to have that wrong mindset. We want to be serving. We want to be uh, eager to help and, and, and it really strengthen them and, and be encouragement to them. So we're really excited about that. And, um, and parents, um, I'll just say if if, if you're... If you're wondering or thinking about it, I strongly encourage you to at least have your, have your child fill out an application and, uh, and, and think about that seriously. Uh, there are also, parents is gonna be a meeting, uh, a, a second informational meeting next Sunday evening. Well, I'm going to be giving you some more details about that, and actually talk about those requirements and the application and everything that goes along with that. So next Sunday evening uh, is really when we're going to start jumping into the process. Um, so we're really excited about that. Be praying about that um, as we as we move forward. Next, what we're going to do is, as we look at, for Vision Sunday, as we look back uh, on our year 2022. Uh, which we saw that in that video this morning, everything that God has done. And looking ahead to 2023, we're actually going to have a few of our teens come and share just a short testimony each of what God has been teaching them this last year, and then looking ahead to 2023. What, what are they praying for? What are they hoping for uh, God to do? And uh, I asked, asked, asked a few folks to, to do this, and they were brave enough to, to say okay, and uh, we're so thankful for them. We're thankful for our youth group. This is, a, this is an awesome group of teens that are service-minded and, and, and welcoming and loving, and I've had just... A, this has been a joy of being able to serve them and be with them for the past couple of years. So I'm going to ask... Uh, we got we got Rachel and Jocelyn ready to go and then Jerry and Andrew. Hey man <laughs> you can uh you guys can Andrew you can come up here and kind of be in the wings here waiting and uh and, and and then so we'll have these four give their testimonies um and then we'll sing a song, another song after that. So Rachel you can come up first and then uh Jocelyn and then Jerry than Andrew, all right?
3: Hi, uh, my name's Rachel. I was challenged to talk to you this evening about my growth last year and my goals for this year. Looking back at 2022, I feel I have grown in my desire to know more about God. At the start of the school year, I began a new theology class that I've really grown to love. I've gained a more mature understanding of theology and a greater desire to learn. We read through John Bunyan's The Pogrom's Progress as a class, which is an allegory of a Christian's spiritual journey. It's a book I highly recommend you read if you haven't already. Now, looking to 2023, I've set a few goals for myself. Resolutions, I suppose. Reading my Bible is something I've always struggled with. I always make up some excuse not to do it. But just recently, Pastor Aaron gave a sermon to the youth group about the very topic. He told us how God's word is designed to keep us going. It gives us endurance, hope, and encouragement. It helps us to discern our own hearts, and we were made to be dependent on the scriptures. But he also told us we had to be intentional. We have to make time and focus on what we read. This is something I struggle with. Sometimes I have to read a passage five times over before I truly understand it. But that's okay, because I'm sure you've experienced the same excitement I have when you finally understand what's being said. In conclusion, I want to encourage you. If you struggle with the same problem, take this as a reminder of how important your daily time in prayer and in God's Word really is. I can't tell you how many messages and sermons I heard before I actually started to read my Bible on my own. So perhaps, even this evening, set aside some time and open up your Bible and read it. I can assure you, you will never regret it.
4: my favorite songs says, joy comes, tears fall, but I'm learning there is beauty in it all. It's not hard to find it. You just have to look. God is good. Looking back at 2022, it was a year of growth. One of the most important things I learned is that during hard times, when it feels like everything around me is falling apart, I can run to Jesus every time and find rest. In those hard times, you learn how to lean on the Lord, and when there is nothing to lean on, He is my Lord, my rock, and my Redeemer. In my devotional time, I did a study through the book of Philippians, and I learned that no matter what, I can have joy. But this joy that I feel is not emotional. This joy I have is because of what God has done for me, and I know always He's there. Those thoughts are comforting, and that brings me joy. Looking ahead to 2023, I have a few prayer requests. One, that everyone in the youth group will come to know Christ and make him number one in his or her life. At teen camp, one of the verses we memorized was 1 Corinthians 10.31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. I want to be consistent in everything I do, whether that's my devotions, school, sign language, or just living everyday life. I want to bring glory to God in everything I do. I also pray that 2023 is a year of growth for me in my walk in the Lord. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understandings. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight.
5: My name's on the board, so <laughs> looking back at twenty twenty two, one circumstance that caused me to see I need more growth in my life was at a sea cadet train that I went to. There was about other there were forty other sea cadets there and I became painfully obvious that many of them were not saved. At first I was frustrated, but then I realized that there were a lot of other there were a lot of people out there that need the gospel they are living without the knowledge of Christ i realized that that i need to better equip myself to to share the gospel with the opportunities arise when the opportunities arise looking ahead at 2023 i am praying that god helps me to better out, to better to better myself at outreach i know that first peter 3:15 says but to sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give, give an answer to, everyone, to every man that asks you a reason of hope that is in you with meekness and fear. I know that the last tenet of the FBC youth group mission statement is reach out. I'm praying that the youth group, we as a youth group, will grow and the desire and ability to reach out, to reach out, lost, reach out and the lost people for, for Christ in all, in all circumstances.
1: Well, listen to everyone else's things. Um, I feel very unprepared, but we're going to go with this. <laughs> So looking back on 2022, I have, you know, God has grown me in many things, and I just, I really feel like God has grown me in looking towards Him in difficult times. Um, That's I know something I struggled with, and He just really, you know, allowed me to just look on Him and, you know, yeah. Um, And then He's also grown my ability to just want to serve Him in church. You know, Um, serving is really a great thing, right? And I don't do this for my own personal gain; it's for His glory. And so that's just really helped me to serve and love him more. And then just looking ahead to 2023, um, just, I'm gonna be real with y'all. I need more consistency with my walk with God and just to, you know, um, get better at it. And then just, you know, you can't have too much unity in the youth group, right? And so just for praying that I will have enough, that the unit, words, um, that unity in the youth group will just continue to grow around the Bible, and we'll just continue working towards growing more like him. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm an absolute mess tonight, but you know who isn't? God. And also, because I have the power to, and I really feel like it, and I can— Let's have everybody stand up, if you're able to, while singing. Today we will be singing, in Christ alone, it is 2.39, in your hymn books. I didn't turn there. I know I'm in charge, okay. All right.
0: never, uh, it's not very often that you have a teen come up to you and ask the question, uh, can I preach? And, uh, but that's exactly what happened uh, the other week. And uh, of course was was excited about that and, and so excited for the opportunity uh, to, to work with work with this person and and uh, give them the opportunity to share scripture with you um, the, the whole point of, of our of our being a youth group is to raise up uh, Christians who are knowing the word but then also sharing the word that the truth that they are learning that they are applying to their lives they're willing and ready to deliver to those around them. And uh, Adam Borsma is a uh, is, is in our youth group, and, and he came up to me a couple weeks ago asking if he'd have the privilege of, of sharing Scripture with you all tonight, and we're so excited about that. So I'm going to ask Adam to come on up, share the Word of God with us, and uh, we're looking forward to what we're going to learn through that. So, Adam? <laughs>
6: for breeze bottle. Don't worry, I won't spray you. Yeah. No. Okay. Hello. Uh turn in your Bibles to Titus 2:11 through 14 if you have them. And before I begin, I'd like to bring up two questions. What is the gospel? And what effect should it have on us? That being said, I will read the text because it answers both of those questions. Titus 2:11 through 14 For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions, and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age, waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of our... The glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession, who are zealous for good works. Now, uh, in verse 11, we see the answer to the first question, the gospel. It says that God appeared and brought salvation for all people. This is, of course, what Jesus did when he came to earth and died for us on the cross. And then it also says that in doing so, we became his people. Now, as his people, we should act like his people. How does that? How is that, you might say? Fortunately, it also answers that. Uh, mainly in verse 12 and at the end of verse 14 Uh, verse 12 it says to renounce ungodly and worldly passions to live self-controlled lives upright and godly lives and then at the end of verse 14 it says a people for his own possession who are zealous for good works now when I look at that I see that this can be summed up pretty much in one word I think it's saying here that as God's people, we should be crazy. Now, <laughs> before you look at me, we were like, what? That me explain what I mean. My old Taekwondo instructor used to tell us to be crazy, and you probably received some confused looks at that too. Until he described the difference between crazy and insane. Insane is when a neuron in your brain doesn't fire right. You stand on one foot singing Christmas carols all the year round. (laughs) Crazy is simply to be adamant about something. And uh, to bring this up more, I refer you to the end of verse 14 where it says, zealous for good works. Zealous is one of those words where if you say it over and over again, it starts sounding like a Martian nickname. But when you look up the definition... It means, one who is earnestly committed to a side or cause, enthusiastic, adherent, loyalist. So, the term, zealous for good works, can pretty much be also said, if we look at everything, as enthusiastic for godly living. Now... If we look at verse 12, it also shows us when to act in this manner. At the very end, when it says, present age. This means that this is a now thing. You know, not next year, not when I get my schedule all figured out. Now. And so, we must ask, in our in our school and in our workplaces, would people look at us and say, there's a person who's crazy about Christ. Uh... An argument against living in this crazy lifestyle that is often given is, well, won't the world hate me for living this way? The short answer is, yep. But John 15:18 through 20 gives a slightly more lengthy answer. If the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world... But I chose you out of the world, therefore, the world hates you. Remember the world the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will also keep yours. So we see here that we don't want the world to like us because if the world likes us, that means we are of the world and therefore not of god acts five twenty seven through thirty three Gives us an illustration of this violent response that the world can give. Uh, Peter and the other apostles had been captured for teaching in the name of Jesus. 27. And when they had brought them, they sat them before the council, and the high priest questioned them, saying, We strictly charge you not to teach in this name. Yet here you have filled Jerusalem with your teachings, and you intend to bring this man's blood upon us. But Peter and the apostles answered, Now, application for us might not be to annoy people until they want to kill us. (laughs) But it could be simply to not be afraid to talk about Jesus in public. For example, when you're in the mall and you bump into the other guy's cart, you say, oh, I'm sorry. He says, oh, that's okay. And a conversation starts up. Don't be afraid to say, hey, what are your spiritual beliefs? Or say, hey, you ever heard of Jesus it doesn't take much for the Holy Spirit to get started, but it does take something. So we've seen our crazy calling, and we've seen how the world will respond to that. But rather than let this discourage us, we should let this refocus us on what is important. And that's what we see next in our passages: that we should be focused. Mainly in verse 13, it says, Waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our God, great God, and Savior Jesus Christ. Mm. So we see this idea that can give us this focus and hope. Mm. And furthermore, if the world is going to hate us, then why would we try to conform to it anyway? We should focus everything that we are on God. Mm. Uh, Romans 12, 1-2-2 gives something more on it. Mm. It says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living sacrifice. Remember this? (laughs) Holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Here it is. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your minds, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. (laughs) Now, for my spray bottle, allow me to make an analogy. As soon as I open it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right.
6: <laughs> Just go ahead and pretend the big Miss Cloud here. <laughs> <laughs> so, said Miss Cloud, if I were to walk up to you and say I'm going to invest my entire life in that Miss Cloud, that would be crazy of me. And that's a bad crazy. Why? Because the mist cloud would be too short. Because the mist cloud is so short, well, let me explain too short. Too short means temporarily inferior, or in other words, less time than something else. So because this mist cloud has less time than my life, that makes it an unworthy investment for my life. Likewise, the world, if we're lucky, will be here for, what, 90 years? So, and because, here's your fun fact of the day, we're eternal beings. And regardless of where we spend eternity, we will exist for eternity. And because the world will only last 90 years and we are eternal beings, to invest everything that we are in the world would be crazy. And that's, again, a bad crazy. So, back to the mist cloud. The mist cloud is shorter than our time on earth. However, our relationship on, with God is eternal. And therefore, our relationship with God is a worthy investment for our lives. <coughs> Excuse me. So, if we go to verse 14, we can see a clear focus in Jesus. In verse 14, it says, Who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession who are zealous for good works. Who gave himself. Himself is a big word to throw around when you're giving it. But that's exactly what he did. He came down, he gave himself, just all of it, on the cross and in that way secured for himself a people who are zealous for good works. At least we should be zealous for good works. And so we must ask, where is our focus today? <clears throat> is it on Jesus and the mission that he's given us? What has our attention? Uh, in the conclusion, I'd like to bring up one more point, that we see this crazy focus combo in Jesus himself. We see his focus in Luke nine fifty one, As the time approached for him to be taken to, up to heaven... Jesus was outly set out for Jerusalem. Other translations say it as Jesus set his face for Jerusalem. This is his focus, this focus he's focused on his mission, and he's going, even though that mission is to die on the cross. Mm. We can see his craziness in mark three twenty one when his family heard about this, they went to take charge of him, for they said he's out of his mind. They thought he was crazy. Unfortunately, they thought he was the cuckoo kind of crazy, and they didn't realize that he was simply being enthusiastic about the mission before him. So, what is the gospel, and what is the impact it should have? The gospel is that a God who is crazy about his love for us sent his only son who lived a crazy life while being focused on his mission and it, which he did accomplished creating a way for us to become his people and so that now that we can be his people we also should be a crazy focused people let us pray lord god please help us to be crazy and focused for you help us to go out into our lives and live in a way so that everyone who sees us will see you in us and furthermore will be influenced for you in Jesus' name, Amen. All right, oh, yeah. sorry about the mess.
0: I'll watch where I step here. Just, if I wipe out, <laughs> I won't blame you, everyone. Okay. <laughs> Get this out of your way. You know, there's, there's examples all throughout history of uh, revivals that, that begin among, among the youth and spread to everyone else. And there's something about hearing, hearing a desire, seeing a desire for Christ and a desire to serve Christ coming from, from the youth among us is a convicting and an encouraging thing. It's encouraging because it's so encouraging to see those that are, that are in the next generation taking that step and, and to serve the Lord enthusiastically or crazily, as we just learned from, from God's Word. And it's also convicting, isn't it? Because oftentimes we look at our own lives and we see our hesitancy or our lack of enthusiasm. Uh, to serve Christ, and, and me personally, I'm, I'm always convicted when I, when I see, and encouraged, when I see, see our youth really stepping up and serving Christ with their whole hearts. I think of the, the passage in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12, let no one despise you for your youth, but set the believers an example, in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in impurity. Now, there is a disadvantage of being young Timothy, the pastor, experienced this disadvantage. Um, he, was, he was called to lead this flock, and, and yet there was a risk of him being despised for his youth or looked down on because of his young age. You know, every, every demographic has a stereotype, doesn't it? I mean, Baptists have stereotypes, believe it or not. It's not hard to believe, right? There's the Florida man stereotype, right? And there's also the teenager stereotype, isn't there? And, and where do stereotypes come from? They're a general pattern that arises through observation, and and then a general opinion is formed based off of that general observation. And often, uh, stereotypes are often unfairly used, uh, but they're usually linked back to maybe common traits or experiences unique to that particular demographic. I mean, Paul says he needs to put away childish things, right? There's things that pertain to childhood that are characteristic of childhood. Second Timothy 2.22 says we must flee youthful lusts. In other words, the time of youth is often characterized by certain temptations. Um, without a doubt, there are certain things that just come along with youth or inexperience, immaturity, or what have you. Fair or unfair, people's first impression of you is often influenced by stereotype. And this happens with, with youth. It, it, it happens with, with the elderly. And, and this is what Timothy was facing. He was a young pastor. And I'm sure there are people in his church that dismissed him because he was a youth, right? What does he know? He's so young. But everyone does this, right? For every old person dismissing someone because they're young, there's a young person dismissing someone because they're old, right? <laughs> it's our sin nature. We, 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 we brush people off or we look down on people based off of our immediate assumption of them, based off of first impressions or based off of a stereotype that we have picked up. This is how people think. And it would be unfair for us to get, I think it would be unfair for us to get frustrated with this reality, because we all do it. And we shouldn't necessarily expect someone to give a teenager the same respect they might give an older, wiser, more experienced person, right? Automatically, at least. And in fact, for, for a young person to expect this would actually be arrogant, or proudful, prideful, and perhaps stereotypical, Right? There's a, there is a disadvantage of youth in that there, there is a stereotype that comes along with it, and Paul's exhortation to Timothy is, let no one despise you for your youth. The problem is it seems out of your control, doesn't it? Right? How do I keep people from despising my youth or looking down on me for my youth? How do you keep someone from viewing you through the lens of youth? Well, he tells us, you can't expect people to change their perception, but you can influence their perception through your example. In a sense, Paul is telling Timothy, watch out for the typical youthful temptations and challenges. And, and and definitely don't reinforce any stereotypes, right? If there's this consensus out there that young people are like this, and it's not a neg it's not a positive thing, don't don't by giving in to maybe the temptations that are typical of, of youth, reinforce that. Let no one look down on you for your youth, but rather be an example to the believers. It takes humility for a young person to admit, yes, people my age are typically fill in the blank. But it takes boldness to say, despite that, I can follow Christ. I can be an example. And you know what I saw tonight in the, in the testimonies, in the, in the singing, in, in, in the choir, in, in, in Adam giving, uh, giving a, a message? I saw an example. I saw people stepping up and seeking to serve Christ. And here really is the advantage of youth. While there may be a disadvantage to being young and and, and the things that go along with it, there's a tremendous and incredible advantage for the youth. Paul points to the power of example, that despite his youthfulness, Timothy could be a powerful example to others in his church. He would be an example in his speech. He built people up with his words. He encouraged and exhorted others. He was an example in conduct. His lifestyle matched his belief. He was an example in love. He sacrificially served. He was an example in his faith. He was grounded in what he believed. He was an example in purity. He stayed away from those youthful temptations. In other words, you know what this tells me? It tells me that the years of youth, the teen years, are not a foregone conclusion. I think sometimes what we, we we look at the teen years and say, "Well, this is you know, that's what teens do, and they're all going to do it." This verse says, "No, that's not a foregone conclusion." Are there are there particular temptations and trials unique to that time of life? Absolutely. But your teen years are not, a pre, are, not are not pre-written according to the teenage stereotype. As Paul tells Timothy early in 1 Timothy, God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. The young years of your life are one of incredible opportunity and energy. I'm sure we could go around this room and you could give examples of how formative times in your teenage years set you on a trajectory for either following Christ or following the world. It's an incredible time of opportunity. First John 2.13 says, I am writing to you fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I am writing to you young men, because you have overcome the evil one. And I write unto you children, because you know the Father. He writes to every age demographic in the church and talks about their calling, what they're called to do, what they've been doing in the church. You know, sometimes I've seen youth groups where they're the they're the group that just kind of does their thing over there. And 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 people don't know who they are or or see them very much or or get to rub shoulders with them. The teens don't have the benefit of learning from the older generation and 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 serving alongside of of older, more mature believers. But that's not what God has called us to in the church. And and, and despite any stereotypes that may that may be there. We can be examples of serving Christ. You know, if you were to join us for a Wednesday night youth group or a youth activity, you might see us engaging in some stereotypical youth group behavior. (laughs) But tonight, I I saw an example. I saw an example of Christ. An example of faithfulness and of service and of love for Christ. And, And my encouragement for you as a church is to, as the Scripture says, Provoke them to love and good works. Be an encouragement to our youth. Be an encouragement to our youth group. Say, keep going. Keep serving Christ as they seek to be an example of the believers. Let's be praying for our youth. Be praying for them this summer with a ministry trip. Be praying for them as we meet Wednesday nights, Sunday mornings for Sunday school, that we would be growing in Christ and serving the church no matter what the world is. Tells them. I'm so thankful for this opportunity tonight as a youth group, just to, as as inexperienced as we may be in leading a youth service, um, to be focusing on Christ and, and, and seeking to be an example. Before we close, we're going to sing one song of "Here Am I, Lord." Tony is going to lead us in that, and then after we sing, we'll have uh, Mister B, as he's affectionately called in the youth group, come up and close us in prayer. And, uh, and then we'll be dismissed to our fellowship time afterwards. But uh, before we do that, let's sing this one song, and I'll scurry over to the piano uh, to play. And uh, this is really a prayer that, 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 that we would be willing and eager to be used by Christ. Be praying that for our youth, be praying that for yourselves, that you would be one that willing to be a servant of Christ. So to- Tony, go ahead and lead us, and then Mr. B will come pray for us.
1: All right, everybody, we'll be he- he's singing, Hear My Lord, 638.
7: want to say something real quick before I pray. And if you haven't noticed, I'm going to, I'm going to make you aware of it. So Pastor Aaron is the third pastor that I've like worked under. Man, I can't believe I'm getting choked up. Holy smokes. Um, okay. I'm going to shake that off. Uh, the third pastor that I've worked underneath, like it was Pastor Thomas and then Pastor Decker and now it's Pastor Aaron. And I just want to say that the focus that he has brought to the youth group that's, it, it, it means the world to the youth group. He is, he has directed us in a way that, that gives us purpose down the road. He's given us vision. We haven't, and, and it's nothing against the past pastors, it's just, we, we haven't had that. And so, like, I just want to thank you for that, and it's awesome. Anyway. Thank you. All right, so now you're embarrassed, and I almost cried, and let's, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this body of believers. Uh, we thank you for its pastors. Uh, we thank you for its senior saints. We thank you for its youth. We thank you for everybody in between. Uh, Lord, it takes a body. It takes fingers and toes and eyes and ears, and... Um, just help us to be unified in that way. Help us to all work together uh, for you, for your glory in that way. That, that again, that you are lifted up. That everything that we do and everything that we say, as Adam said, like, has people looking at us as those crazy Christians. Like, what are they doing? Lord, that's what we want to be. Um, Lord, I pray as we leave this place, as we uh, think about what was said um and what was presented tonight that uh that it softens our heart and then when we we live it out again that we be doers of the word and not just hearers alone i pray all these things in your son's
2: name jesus christ amen